Having spent years developing policy and practices for protection of critical infrastructure, the Homeland Security Department has a newer charge. It's developed a long list of critical functions. Here with what they are and how to deal with them, Robert Kalaski, director of the National Risk Management Center, part of the DHS Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. Mr. Kalaski, good to have you on. Good to be with you, Tom. My understanding was that Homeland Security had come up with a list of nine critical national functions, but I think I'm falling a little short there. What we have done is we have identified for the purpose of prioritizing our risk management activities around critical infrastructure and cybersecurity, identified a set of 55 national critical functions, um, which are the functions of government and the private sector that are so vital to the United States that disruption, corruption, or dysfunction would have a debilitating effect on national security or national economic security. So these are the things that critical infrastructure produces, the functions that critical infrastructure produces that are absolutely essential for us to go on as an economy and have a strong, strong national security. So each of the roughly, I think there's 18 categories of critical infrastructure then in turn produces several functions that are related to it. For a long time, we've talked about critical infrastructure in terms of sectors, sectors of the economy, whether it be health and public health or banking and finance or energy. Um, but, it, but if you think about it from that perspective, that, those are pretty broad lists. So even though we are saying that you know, there are 55 national critical functions, which is larger than our list of, of critical infrastructure sectors, we've actually narrowed down within those, the sectors of critical infrastructure what it is that those sectors produce that that are most important to functioning and what, are, what it is that those sectors are relying on that absolutely need to work. Give us an example of, say, a critical infrastructure and some of the resulting functions. If, if you think about energy, you can think about the functions that are most important to electricity, generating electricity, transmitting electricity, distributing electricity. So those three are critical functions. But then there are things such as transport material by pipelines or to the fuel refining and processing process. So, so all of those things contribute to what's really important about what we need for energy to get energy out for the other critical infrastructures. Um, then there are things that you know, we spend a lot of time talking about, such as conducting elections. That, that's a national critical function. We want to make sure we have uh, secure elections. Um, so those are some examples. There are things in, in, in sort of banking and finance services functions that keep the economy going, and um, maintaining supply chains is another critical function. I guess in the financial sector, probably an important function would be the ability to distribute cash to people through the ATM network. Um, certainly the ability to make sure that there is, you know, we, we talk about provide funding and liquidity and the ability to make sure that, that, that there's enough finance in the system, liquidity in the system, whether it's at the individual level or at the corporate level, that you can continue, you know, commerce. And so, you know, when we're talking about those functions, um, we're looking at, what it is that enables commerce. Real purpose we're doing this is to really put our, our efforts to secure these functions um, around the things that are most important. And so this is really to drive our prioritization efforts. And how did the department and how did your the risk management center come up with those 55? I imagine there must have been a pretty collaborative process with the people that actually perform those functions. Yeah, what's great about the National Risk Management Center, what we're trying to accomplish is sort of the daily contact and interaction with uh, the owners and operators of critical infrastructure, which, which again, represent, uh, you know, some of the biggest companies that do business in this country, banks, communications companies, uh, uh, utilities, electric water utilities, but also, you know, to contribute to the critical functions, uh, there is a need to work with small, medium-sized businesses. And so we had an inclusive process that took um, 
feedback from industry through our sector coordinating councils that we've established. We had a couple um, larger workshop type events, and then we worked with our colleagues from across uh, the interagency, uh, the other departments and agencies with a real focus on what we call the sector-specific agencies, uh, agencies like Treasury and, and the Energy Department and the Defense Department who have uh, special relationships with sectors of critical infrastructure. And just out of curiosity, is there a document that someone could download that lists the 55 critical functions? Yeah, this was important to us because um, so we, we published this. It's available on, on our DHS.gov website. Uh, the set of critical functions, all 55, are available, and um, the pro- a description of, of what they are and why they were developed and, and how they will be used is available. We thought impor- it was important to put this out publicly um, because you know, while we will be using it to help set our own priorities within the Department of Homeland Security, this is something that can be used at different levels of government. And then you can certainly imagine a governor or a Homeland Security advisor at the state level or, or at the city level with a mayor looking at these and saying, what are the functions that I absolutely have to be sure are going to be in place for, for my communities, um, for, for my economies, and how how confident am I that um, we're prepared for incidents that could have some negative impact on those? So we want to make it available to be used at different levels and similarly with industry to help set priorities. As we continue to do work, you know, we will probably do stuff that's less public, but, but here we thought it was an important, important statement of security priorities. We're speaking with Bob Kalaski, director of the National Risk Management Center at the Homeland Security Department. And how does having this list exactly help risk management? I mean, what I'm asking is you could protect the critical infrastructure and therefore you would assume that the critical functions would continue. But if you protect the critical functions, then you would assume that the critical infrastructure would continue. Yeah, ultimately, you know, one of the reasons we did this is with the nature particularly of the cyber threats right now, we see cyber threats, um, you know, from some of our adversaries that are directed strategically at undermining things that are really important to the United States. And so what we wanted to do particularly on the cyber side, is put as much energy as possible to, to security around the, the functioning of the infrastructure, not the infrastructure as a whole. But if I told you to go do cybersecurity for the energy sector, that's, hard, that's harder than saying, okay, you know, and analyzing what it is that the energy sector produces that's, that's important. And then we're going to be doing initial, additional analysis, working um, to collect information and understand scenarios that would put critical functions at risk and and through that analysis work to identify mitigation paths that can be used by both government and industry um, to protect those functions. So what happens next now that this list is published and the priorities are known? What will DHS do next? We will begin to use this as part of the way that we execute our policy. So we will, you know, we're, we're talking about a sort of a risk prioritization effort that we'll be working on over the summer, which will involve study of scenarios and additional analysis of, of functions and subfunctions and dependencies of functions. And then through that part process, we are selecting some priorities of issues that we're working at the National Risk Management Center. I mentioned um, election security. That's a critical function, and that's a priority of ours. Uh, so, too, is um, cybersecurity around pipelines, for example, and um, supply chain um, security. And those, so those are critical functions where we have already made the effort, I mean, made the decision to move those to the top of our priorities, and we have initiatives and task force put together to work to uh, reduce risk to those functions. Just out of curiosity, I wonder if communication, such as broadcasting, is considered a c- critical function. I would think it might be in times of emergency. Yes. Yeah, there, there are um, a number of critical functions tied to communication, starting with um, the 
the ability to oper operate the core communications networks, and then the ability to push out messaging through um, different mechanisms of the communication system. And, you know, as you just pointed out, it absolutely becomes essential in the in the middle of an emergency, but it is essential for you know command and control of a lo lot of different things, and we lose the core communications networks and some of the mechanisms for doing that. Uh, you know, it's much harder to effectively operate infrastructure, and it's much harder to ensure security. Because even emergency management types of agencies and the military, in some cases, have their own communications infrastructure, but in many cases, they also rely on leased services and public services, commercial services, that also serve the commercial sector. And so they have an interest in making sure those stay up, both for the commercial sector to stay viable and also for government to be able to function. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And one of the things we are doing um, at the, with the National Risk Management Center consistent with this work is we are connecting the Defense Department with some of the commercial infrastructure owners and operators, some of the stuff that's going on. Robert Kalaski is director of the National Risk Management Center at the Homeland Security Department. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me, Tom. Find a link to more information and to this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.